the teenage years. It's a tough time for both young people and their parents. Almost every family has a tough time connecting and communicating through those years. But we're going to get some advice from an expert in this interview with InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Since 1991, Susie Vanderlip has been talking to teens in all types of venues, and she's written a book called 52 Ways to Protect Your Teen. Susie, what is the most common mistake you see parents making with their teenagers? All parents fear for the well-being of their kids, but they get sidetracked. That fear certainly quickly can turn to anger or control, and rather than trying to talk out their fear to their kids or ask their kids, what are you afraid of? They go into trying to tell the teenager particularly what you have to do, what you should do, giving commands. And teenagers do not respond to that kind of parenting particularly well. So they should probably avoid getting into power struggles. I believe so. And I think that begins for parents by looking at what is motivating them. Have they got a fear? And sometimes it helps to be very direct with a teen and say, rather than, no, you can't just go to that party, and say, I have fear over you going to that party. I am concerned about X, Y, and Z. Can you make me feel more comfortable? Teenagers like to be treated with a little bit more appreciation for the fact that they have a cortex that's growing and they can analyze. At the same time, you've got to set the boundaries. You know, this is what we believe and this is what we expect. But it can also be shared with, and the reason I share that with you is because when I was in high school, this happened with one of my friends and blah, 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 blah. And as a result, their life has never been the same. I think parents have a tough time reaching that dividing line of treating their teenagers like adults or still treating them as a child because in many ways, they're both. That's absolutely true. Their brains are growing at a phenomenal rate from the age of 12 to 24. I also think it's very important for parents never to underestimate the fact that teens do not have the thinking capacity of an adult. And so in turn, they need help understanding the feelings they're going through. Teenagers go through a lot more feelings than parents recognize as well. They think it might just be, oh, depression, or oh, closing them off, or oh, anxiety, or, or just, you know, into themselves, or sexuality. But they can carry around a lot of what I call re-grieving feelings. If they've had a loss, like the parents divorced when they were 5 or 8 or 12, or they moved and lost a friend, or a grandparent died that they relied on for a sense of security and encouragement, any number of losses that happened at an earlier age can come back and suddenly become a major point of feeling like it was their fault, which is very common for teenagers to think that they are worthless and have self-loathing because somehow they should have fixed the problem for the ones they love, or just feeling angry because that is a piece of grief and kids and adults can get caught in the anger phase. So sometimes it's important to talk about, you know, what could possibly be underneath your feelings right now. Teenagers want that connection and they start to grieve over that. But there are appropriate moments in which to initiate that communication. You can't just blurt that out over the dinner table. I think parents, as busy as we are, there are some possibilities. I find that teenagers really appreciate if a parent makes them feel special. So maybe if a parent can say, let's make a date. Once a month, I'm going to take you out to the local pizza parlor, just the two of us, so we can spend more, just going to spend a little time together, and create those moments where they realize that the parent sees them as a special individual. And another suggestion is that both parents and teens, when you're in the car, maybe make a rule, no cell phones. We sit in the car together, and maybe we'll have a conversation. One of the things I found interesting in your writing is your belief that adults fear teens. Explain that one. Well, I know a lot of adults who 
feel that they are just some strange, awkward phase and that you cannot have a legitimate conversation with a teenager. And I have found, actually, I do my assemblies in school, sharing how my first husband and high school sweetheart did die from drugs and alcohol. And they understand, they kind of start to trust me that I understand what it is to have a lot of emotion. So afterwards, I stay all day. And so 25,000 individual kids have come and talked to me. And I realize if a teenager trusts an adult, they want to hear absolutely everything that adult has to say to them. Adults fear teens because we often approach them like they are supposed to have it together, be logical, or we expect them to act with an attitude, or we fear they're going to blow up on us, or they're going to give us that, oh, that disapproving look, and don't take it personal. Susie Vanderlip, the author of 52 Ways to Protect Your Teen, thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you for having me on the show. I really do appreciate it. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. And that's it for this edition of InfoTrack. You can find us online at InfoTrackRadio.com. InfoTrack is a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago. Internet services provided by Pear.com. Special thanks this week to InfoTrack reporters Gina Tedesco and Roy Mackey. And our executive producer, Randy Meyer. I'm Chris Whitting inviting you to join us next time on another edition of InfoTrack.